Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we dive into the episode and learn a bit more about UGC, let me introduce my guest to you. Kelly is a full-time creative director for a top 1% Shopify brand where she leads paid media creative strategy. Outside of work, she is a UGC creator who has built her business UGC Social to six figures part-time, working primarily with three long-term clients, one of which is a $90,000 contract for 2022. She created UGC Social's TikTok to share everything she knows with hopes of resetting expectations for the new wave of UGC creators. Let's hear what Kelly has to say. I'm really excited to have Kelly on our show and talk about all things UGC. We're probably going to piss off some people and I'm okay with that. Just kind of talk about the basics of UGC, what it is, how to get into it, things that you actually need before starting and the truths the myths, the bad, the good, the ugly of what UGC really is from somebody who's been doing this professionally, both on the brand side and also for her own business. I'd love for you to like share a little bit more about who you are, Kelly, and introduce yourself. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I seriously, it's, I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) My name is Kelly full-time. I'm a creative director who leads paid media strategy for a top 1% Shopify brand. Part of my job is to hire well-versed UGC creators who understand direct response practices, which then creates converting UGC concepts from an organic social standpoint and also a paid media standpoint. Part-time, I have built my UGC business to six figures with three contracts that I have um, essentially been nurturing these client relationships over the past years and have been able to bring these three contracts now to six figures in part-time income for user-generated content. So long story short, you know what you're doing in this field. I actually found Kelly through TikTok because she shares so much value on becoming a UGC creator and insights from your career and also resources that can help those who are just starting out in this field. To anybody listening who doesn't know what UGC is, how would you define what that is and what's the value of UGC to brands? Totally. So UGC is an acronym. It stands for User Generated Content. Initially, this first started as what it, what it stands for, user-generated content, starting out early social media when ads were starting to be launched on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, eventually TikTok. Um, brands were leveraging photos and videos of really true customers that were 
really big fans of the product. That very quickly transitioned into, well, what if we leverage UGC, but more strategically? What if we leverage UGC, but with someone who understands best practices when it comes to direct response marketing? Um, so it's kind of had this evolution over time, which once started as you know a customer posting an Instagram photo or video of them really being a true fan of the product and not being paid for it. And that brand asking if they could repost it to their organic social or use it for marketing. Now it's had this evolution to where there are professional UGC creators who create this very organic feeling content, but really it's very strategically driven. So UGC has existed way before TikTok ever was a thing. UGC has also seen a form of evolution since TikTok um, first came out. And up until this point, now there's very TikTok style UGC concepts, but before TikTok, it was really honest feeling, direct response driven testimonials of people who fit the target demographic that are being paid to share their positive review on that product. How would you describe the difference between content that influencers are creating and UGC? And do you think that influencers can also create UGC? Should they be doing that? Kind of what's the difference between the two? Totally. So influencer marketing is in and of itself an incredible marketing tool. The difference between UGC and influencer marketing, one of the biggest differences is you don't need a following as a UGC creator, right? which is, you know, incredible for someone that maybe, you know, someone isn't into building their social media following. Um, it's definitely less barrier to entry. As an influencer, you can do UGC content. I know there are influencers out there that do UGC brand deals where they don't have to post the product to their personal Instagram page or their TikTok. Uh, the brand is just given the approval to be able to use their name and likeness for their paid media ads. So influencers are welcome to obviously get into UGC. I know, I believe, was it UK that you had posted? You just need to be careful with the brands you work with. You have to be more selective as a selective as an influencer, just mm -hmm. because you know, you could be called out and it could also uh, ruin credibility if it's not the proper fitting brand. Whereas a UGC creator who isn't known as a social influencer and doesn't have a following, they can really work with any brand on, under the sun if they wanted to. Yeah, exactly. I definitely can see a potential PR crisis of brewing if you're mm -hmm. an influencer working um, on the UGC side for a brand that you maybe don't like as much, or it's not something that really aligns with your values. But that being said, I've seen so many people on social media perpetuate what I think is a myth, but I'm curious to see what you think about this, that you also have to like have the same outlook on the brands that you choose to work with as a UGC creator. So you have to align with their values or it has to be a product that you use every day. Is that something that's really mandatory for UGC creators to consider? I'd, I don't think that, or at least for me, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. um, I think the only time I ever draw the line is like I'm vegan, so I can't actually eat anything that has dairy or meat in it. I've done actually a UGC concept for a brand that was like a competitor to overnight oats hmm. and they did have milk powder in some of their products, but some of their products were vegan. So I still did that project with them because that was fine, but I wouldn't be able to do like a UGC concept for like a steak company or um, like 
in a, uh, like a gun company. I think right. that's, those are the only two brands that I personally like brand types. I really wouldn't work with just because that doesn't fit like who I am. I wouldn't even honestly be able to say anything or really help in the marketing efforts, but truthfully, I mean, the brands I've worked with in the past, they weren't brands I was using already. A lot of the times they end up becoming products I end up using because I do end up more often than not liking them. Personally though, I treat it as business. And as right. long as it doesn't feel too forced, I'll work with them. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business for me. So I'm definitely not nearly as selective as some people are. It also goes back to, are you in a niche? Are you not in a niche? I personally don't want to pigeonhole myself. I feel like with my career expertise and direct response marketing, I can truthfully create a UGC ad for really any product out there um, right. and have it perform well. Do you think the creators that maybe don't have your experience, um, are there certain things that they need to know or learn or solidify before calling themselves professional UGC creator or even going so far as to even pitch themselves to clients? Absolutely. And I've definitely posted about this and it's garnered some negative feedback <laughs> all from relatively new creators who have just started their journey as a user-generated content creator. It's funny because anytime I make these posts on TikTok, it's always the successful UGC creators who are very direct response driven and professional who are always applauding what I'm saying. And they're like, finally, someone's saying this. And then it's the people who just heard about UGC on their TikTok for you page last week, last month that are, you know, accusing me of gatekeeping when really it's look, the only way you're going to be successful in this industry is if you understand the best practices that go into UGC. And there's been a lot of misinformation being shared on TikTok. Specifically, I've been asked by people who are new to the space, they'll say, well, I thought that UGC is user-generated content. Like, don't brands want user-generated content? <laughs> but what they don't realize is that there has been this major evolution over time where marketing for any brand, you have a limited budget. Same with organic social. You can't just throw random creators at the wall and hope one of them sticks. There's a lot of strategy that goes into it. Again, and this is coming from someone who's both a UGC creator part-time successfully, but also a full-time creative director who will go through tons of UGC creators to find those winning concepts out of the few creators that I come across that leverage a few things. So specifically, if you just hear about UGC, and this is exactly why I made my TikTok account, is to reset expectations, but also share what actually goes into you know, a, a successful UGC business. You need to understand best practices from a UGC standpoint, but also direct response marketing. Because at the end of the day, whether it's an organic social TikTok for a brand that's just going to post it to their personal page or an ad, it still needs to leverage best practices. It still needs to have a hook that captivates the audience within two to three seconds. You need to feature social proof. You need to feature, which social social proof is UGC. It's a public, uh, it's a, what is it? A publication review. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it could be a case study. It could be, um, it could be many different things. I posted about this today on my TikTok, um, but also it needs to feature unique selling points and what sets this product apart from the rest of their competitors, whether that's communicating it in a more natural organic fashion for TikTok or for a paid media ad. So there's a lot of best practices that go into creating a UGC content that returns that investment that was poured into that ad concept.
I'm trying to make sure that I'm like talking a little bit more simply. So if I ever say something and you're like, that sounds way too confusing. Can you like simplify it? Just let me know. (laughs) (laughs) That's also sometimes something for me to consider too, because I understand what you're saying because I'm an art director in advertising. So to me, all of this makes a lot of sense, but sometimes I forget that the listener maybe like, what is this? Thing, which is exactly what I was going to actually ask next is, could you define direct response marketing? Totally. So direct response marketing comes down to, in this case with our, where we are is digital marketing. And so direct response and these best practices also apply to television. They apply to traditional forms such as, um, uh, God, you can tell I don't do traditional marketing, a billboard. Print. <laughs> yeah, print. <laughs> It all relies on this formula, which is captivating the audience. Mm -hmm. You need to hook them in, whether that's two to three seconds into a video, a static, like a photo with text on it for an ad, a GIF, like I said, um, a billboard, magazine, you need to captivate the audience. And within a short amount of time, you need to be able to communicate to this potential customer who could quite possibly buy your product, why they should whether that's in the form of social proof, a five-star customer review, a publication review, Mm -hmm. whether it's a unique selling point that sets this product apart from their competitors. Um, There are many different ways to communicate this, but essentially you want to, in the shortest amount of time possible, communicate why this potential customer should purchase your product, followed by a CTA, a call to action, whether that's shop now, uh, grab yours today, there's many different ways you can word it, but so direct response marketing is essentially communicating to a potential customer that they should purchase this product, hooking them, giving them a reason why to purchase the product and calling to action shop now. Yeah, I definitely see, um, (laughs) I'm sure you see this too, like from an advertising perspective, it can immediately tell UGC ads that people are posting as part of their portfolio that I'm like, that's probably not going to convert. Do you think that people saying, oh, a UGC ad could be an unboxing, a UGC ad could be like a product shot. Is that really enough if you're scrolling through that on your feed to be like, oh, I'm interested in that? Or do you think having that human element of making it seem like a sort of testimonial in a way actually converts more people and makes them feel more seen and understood? So there's definitely many different ways for you to communicate as a UGC creator to, mm-hmm. you know, obviously create that sale. If you are going to do an unboxing, it has to be strategy driven. I've definitely seen on my For You page, just a B-roll shot of an unboxing with right. no text, no voiceover, no shots cutting to me talking on camera to help normalize and humanize, you know, this, this interaction that we're having. Mm. I've had successful unboxings, but it wasn't just an unboxing. One of my old clients at my last agency was Kinder Beauty and I did an unboxing for them and it ended up becoming a historical top performer for them to the point where their founder, Daniela Monet emailed me and was like, oh my God, this concept is incredible. And it wasn't just because it was an unboxing. It was me showcasing the product, featuring a unique selling point for each product that's going to be featured in that that subscription box. And also, you know, 
value props as to why they should even subscribe to Kinder Beauty in the first place. So it's still leveraged direct response best practices. Too often I see on my TikTok for you page people referring to, look at this UGC example. It's really just a glorified B-roll shot with no creative strategy. Right, exactly. That's the thing too, I think that people are struggling with is where do I go to learn about creative strategy if I don't have experience in marketing or advertising or access to some, you know, paid resource yeah. like a college program or a portfolio program mm -hmm. where I can learn all of these things? Like, how would you recommend going about learning some of these things for somebody who maybe is new and doesn't know where to go? Totally. So candidly, I actually didn't go to college for marketing. I'm a college dropout and everything that I've learned has been through career experience. So I'm a firm believer that if someone's already gone to school and they're thinking, oh, well, maybe I'll go back to school. You don't have to, right? There are other avenues. And in this case, there is a back door into the industry because I found myself in it. And it just shows that if, you know, the college dropout was able to understand industry best practices and, you know, over time kind of like build up this, um, creative growth as far as starting out as an editor, copywriter, UGC creator, creative strategist, eventually creative director. All that goes to say is I actually made my TikTok to be able to offer a way that is no gatekeeping. I share a lot on my TikTok about mm -hmm. direct response, best practices, industry, knowledge, expertise, everything I've learned along my way. Biased plug, I did come out with a, a newsletter where I share direct response, best practices, UGC best practices. I'm now offering one-on-one -on -one coaching as well as portfolio audits. Mm -hmm. I understand not everyone can has the money to be able to do this, which is why when I post my TikTok, I'm not gatekeeping. Honestly, though, outside of that, I've only ever learned through personal career experience. So I don't even have a book to point to or a free college course to, to point to. I know there are third-party platforms, but honestly, I would say that there are so many nuances taking place every single day in the industry. That's mm -hmm. why I made my newsletter. That's why I'm offering the coaching. That's why I'm offering the portfolio audits because being a UGC creator is one thing, but also being that I'm on the brand side as well, I'm seeing right. nuances take place on both sides and I'm sharing it. Right. I think also from an, like an advertising and creative perspective, I would definitely recommend buying the advertising concept book on Amazon. Mm. It's phenomenal. I, to fully disclosure, went to a portfolio school to become an art director. And it was a very similar thing to what you're saying in terms of really learning by experience, as opposed to somebody like talking at you in a class totally. and everything else was basically, yeah, learned through corporate experience and just seeking out people and knowledge and having that like self-starter initiator energy, which I feel like what makes creative professionals so unique and also so successful is, is having really that ability to like initiate things. But I think the best, one of the best books I've ever read was the advertising concept. It really lays out in a nice visual way. What is the concept behind any ad? Like how do you really go behind the scenes and conceptualize things and create a strategy and like storyboard stuff and, and whatnot? Because there are so many skill sets of being 
a UGC creator, you're doing strategy, yeah. you're doing the copy, you're doing the art direction, you're editing your film. There's like so many jobs under one, which is totally also probably another reason why you should charge a lot because you're doing so much. But yeah, definitely seeking out knowledge. The hardest part I think in this industry is that there really is no universal way to learn things. And yep. there's not like when you go to school for medicine, there are textbooks and that you can expect to be asked to buy in advertising. Like we didn't have textbooks either, you know? And yeah. it's just about either asking people or kind of seeking out resources on Amazon or just spending a lot of time researching until you find something that you're like, okay, this is a gem. I'm going to keep this for later. <laughs> exactly. It definitely is. There's a lot of gray area when it comes to, you know, who you should look to um, when learning. And I'll definitely check out that book. I wrote it down, Advertising Concept, mm -hmm. just because I want to make sure I also have physical books or anything for learning that I can also refer to. Oh my, my God, audience. we can connect because I have a list. Awesome. Okay. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a lot. I think also any type of book that can help you learn human behavior is a great one. Scientific advertising is an amazing book. Probably one of the first books ever published on advertising. I believe it was published in like, I want to say like 1920 something, but I may be totally off. And it basically outlines like the foundation of advertising. And when you read it, you're like, oh my God, this is what virality is now, you know? Um, or this is the way that you can get a response from people. So when people talk about virality, for example, it's more behavioral as opposed yep. to putting a specific thing in a video or making it look a certain way or having it be eight seconds. Is it polarizing? Is it like controversial? Is yep. it sharing something that people want to know more about that you've done research behind? So I'm in the same boat as you. I scroll through my FYP and I'm like, I'm really about to log off because I just see so much advice that frustrates me because it's just delaying people's advancement to be really honest. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. I could talk about that all day. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's cover some of them. Like what are maybe some myths that you've seen that you're like, this totally. is absolutely not true. And people should not be sharing this at all. So yesterday I came across a post where someone was talking about how they want to grow to a thousand followers so they can start making money as a UGC creator. And I was just dumbfounded because I know what they were insinuating. They're insinuating when you meet the 10,000 follower mark on TikTok, you can make side income as a creator through the creator fund. Mm. But the way they shared it was meant to be clickbaity. And the amount of engagement they got on this video as someone labeled as a UGC creator, but is, I looked at their page, they are not a UGC creator or a professional one. The type of engagement they got was better than most videos I get. And it was very frustrating to see these comments from these creators or, you know, want to become these UGC creators saying like, I'm so excited. Like we're here to support each other. And it gets to the point where this, like, it's almost toxic positivity mm -hmm. and people are forgetting that this is a business and it's not like a sorority or a club or a hobby it is a full-blown industry and it is mm -hmm. a business. And so it's, it's incredibly frustrating seeing people come into the space and 
they want to be a UGC creator, but they're also trying to build their following. And I had just posted this TikTok today explaining how I see new people coming into the space who want to become a UGC creator, but are posting like they want to become an influencer, which is fine, but they are two very different things and that right. you do not need an organic social following in order to be successful. I only made this TikTok account less than two months ago, but I've had my six-figure business for the past six months. Like I've been uh, building my UGC business slowly over time. And I've been networking with brands through LinkedIn, through industry referrals. Yeah, you don't need an organic social following in order to be a successful UGC creator, especially when you're first getting started out. I understand that if you are a talented UGC creator after doing all the work, learning everything you need to know, mm -hmm. creating, converting UGC concepts, and then you build a TikTok because that's how I got connected to UGC creators that I've hired for my full-time job. But if you're new to the industry, you should not be investing so much time into organic social and building your brand. You should be focused on building your portfolio full of quality content that a brand would want to hire you for. So that's number one. Number two is, I mean, it has to do with the fact that even when, um, what did I had mentioned? Like the, the, oh, well, user-generated content, like, isn't it, you know, isn't it supposed to be made by a user? UGC is strategic. It's meant to look organic, but it's incredibly strategic. And I don't want to go too far um, about the myths without any kind of commentary. I don't know if you had anything you wanted to add to either of those. Myths. No, I mean, I'm happy to jump in if I have anything, but I feel free to go off. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of another one. What about like the portfolios? I feel like there's so many different structures on things you need to have in your portfolio. And like one of the things I see is everybody's including like statistics on UGC and what it is. And I feel like if you're communicating with the right brands, yes, need to be explaining that. That's, that's a really good point. That actually goes into one that I just forgot about, but you just reminded me. So this has to do with people who are new to UGC that think, oh, because I'm new to UGC, whether it's the past few weeks, past month, past year, because I'm new to UGC, I'm assuming that every brand out there doesn't know what UGC is. Whereas if it's a legitimate brand, like I understand it's really easy to start a company these days. So maybe there's someone that doesn't have a marketing team and they don't know what UGC is, but if it's like a company, like a relatively successful company, they know what UGC is. And not everyone in the company is going to know what UGC is, but the person who's leading creative strategy and marketing is going to already know what it is. So it's, it's like, it's overkill. If someone sent me their portfolio explaining me UGC, I'd just kind of be like, all right, I mean, I know this kind of thing. Like, I'm not like, I'd hope that you're reaching out to the person that understands what UGC is, because if not, yeah. you're going to get the affiliate link <laughs> to join Do their you affiliate think that if you put what UGC is and you send it to a brand, let's say like Aloe Yoga, which I'm sure they have a department, you totally. know, creative department, marketing, etc. And you send that to them in a way, does that make it seem as if you're very clearly new to this and maybe you shouldn't be hired because you might not know what you're doing if you're explaining what UGC is to a pretty well-known brand? Totally. So Aloe Yoga is actually a great example because I have a few friends who are on their marketing team and I've been in conversation with them. I only want to do UGC for them, but um, I've had friends at the company who are like, oh, they're hiring for like creative strategist or whatever. Like, are you interested? And 
I already know off the bat, the reason why I've at least been able to communicate to their internal team and have conversations about potentially doing UGC is because I go to them as the expert and saying, hey, are you guys seeking supplemental user-generated content that's direct response driven? I think that statement alone will stand out way more to someone in marketing than you as a new UGC creator trying to explain what UGC is to someone in marketing and creative strategy. Because like you said, they're going to be like, hmm, that's weird because everyone in the space knows what UGC is from like the marketing side. So if you're coming right. to me as a UGC creator and you're trying to explain it to me, that's weird because it's common knowledge, which also goes back to, I posted yesterday saying how UGC is not new. It's just new to you. UGC right. is not taking digital marketing by storm. <laughs> it's taking it's, you by storm. It's taking you by storm. And I've had people comment who are building their brand around being a UGC creator or being a marketing expert. And they'll say, well, you know, it is becoming a new thing. And, you know, brands are not aware of this. I'm like, well, first of all, you just exposed to me that you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Because even when I was working in house and agency in 2018, it still wasn't new. Like it was, it was common it's knowledge. Definitely. A, yeah. It's 100. It may be because like this industry, if you think the creator industry is small, like the marketing and advertising industries are even smaller, but all of us know what it is, even if we ourselves have not created it. Like I yeah. haven't been a UGC creator, but if, somebody asked me to hire one, I would know what to look for to mm -hmm. hire a UGC creator for whatever objective that we're trying to totally. achieve through that. I actually, it's funny because I saw either this morning or yesterday, a comment under, I think that video that you're referring from an Instagram social media coach. And I was like, oh great, here we go. And it was something along the lines of like, no, I really disagree with what you're saying because it is the next big thing because brands really haven't been outsourcing this to the creator. I'm like, well, in a way, yes and no, like they've been outsourcing this to professionals yep. and maybe now it's more accessible to yep. creators on TikTok and Instagram, but the standards are still the same. So yep. even if it's more accessible to you, if you don't have the knowledge or the experience in order to achieve mm -hmm. those KPIs and those goals, then they're going to find someone else who can. Yep which I love that you use the word accessible because um, my boyfriend, he's also in marketing. Mm -hmm. And so we were talking about how it's really frustrating seeing UGC communicated over TikTok, how it's easy. It's not easy, it's accessible. There's an incredibly low barrier to entry, which is incredible in the sense of, you know, if someone doesn't have the means to further their education and go to college, they can actually build a very successful UGC business if they build a firm foundation and educate right. themselves. But talking about that comment, that was one of them I saw today. And I was just like, you, like, I, what just blows my mind is that I can start a video saying, I'm a successful UGC creator who makes six figures part-time. That alone should have enough credibility. But not only that, but I am a creative director for a top 1% Shopify brand where I lead paid media creative strategy handle millions of dollars in, in paid media budget that I'm dedicating to UGC creators that I'm dedicating to, you know, whatever ads we're going to create. And yet still someone with no firm grounding to even speak on behalf of the, of UGC will be like, well, I don't, dis I disagree. I disagree. I'm just like, how can you possibly disagree to one of the most qualified people in this space? 
And not only right. am I creative director, formerly creative strategist, direct response video editor for agencies, leveraging direct response best practices, copywriter, script writer. It's just like the audacity is sometimes too overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I think part of it is they just want to have their, their stake in this trending topic. So they're going to contribute so that people will then be like, oh, look, it's a social media coach contributing to this conversation. They know what they're talking about. And then they gain business through something that they actually have no idea on. Same thing on the influencer side. It'll yeah, be like, I'm sure. oh my gosh, being an influencer is so easy. Being an influencer yeah. is an art. And if so many, if it was so easy, then there would be, we would all be influencers, but the exactly. concept of like UGC creation and influence is what, you know, people like us do for brands in order to like, in a way, like psychologically manipulate their consumer into Absolutely. thinking that this is something I need in my life, or this is going to be essential to bettering myself, or this is going to be my like brand best friend, you know? Totally. And those are all like, those are all skills. So even if you have the tactical skills to execute something, the neuromarketing behind all of that is what essentially guarantees people will convert. And so I like to say too, that, you know, and I think this is, applies to UDC creators is that an influencer is only as good as their ability to convert. Yep. And oh my God, everybody comes for me. Uh, an influencer doesn't need to know how to sell things. An influencer doesn't, what do you think influence is, babe? <laughs> well, yeah. What is the name itself? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what is it? If you have real life influence, then you have online influence. Like it transfers that way. Yep. People will be like, well, I mean, how do you know that? It's like, well, do people tell you that they love your energy? Do people ask you for recommendations on things in real life? And you yep. have this like influential part in their life then it's very easy for you to do that online. And so it's kind of the same, I think with UGC is you really have to get inside the head of the brand and what they're thinking, what they're trying yep. to achieve. It's not just coming to them and being like, look, I can film B-roll for you guys. Okay, so can any other videographer? Exactly. So you raised two really good points and I want to say them so I don't forget them. I want to talk about the parallel between influencer and UGC and also what goes into being a UGC creator. Yeah. So I've posted a TikTok talking about how I see a total parallel with UGC creators or the UGC just industry in general and influencers. When Instagram first came out and like this was the first time where I feel like influencers felt way more achievable. Like obviously there was YouTube before that. But Instagram made it feel like you could become an influencer. I remember mm -hmm. being in high school and discovering Jen Selter and being so fascinated <laughs> that she grew a following because essentially she was really good at doing butt workouts. And what did I do? Like many other people who found her, we made a fitness account. I made a fitness account, maybe posted on it once, never again. This is the same thing that's going to happen with UGC is people mm -hmm. are making Twitter accounts, TikToks. And they think it's super easy and they also really want the reward that comes after it, but they're not willing to put in the work. And the only difference between UGC and influencer is you really do have a better chance, in my opinion, at being successful as a UGC creator than an influencer because, I mean, they both rely on outside decision-making, but I just feel like it's, for me at least, it was way easier to build a successful UGC business than to become an influencer. I see this parallel where people they see this success story. They see this person, whether it's a, um, an influencer making millions of dollars who gets to travel the world, or it's a UGC creator who's talking about how they do six figures a year part-time. They of course want that. 
But think of every Instagram account, TikTok account that was made as someone that wanted to be an influencer. For every one successful influencer, I'm assuming there's thousands of failed accounts. And the same thing's going to be like this UGC wave because of all the hype that was built behind it is people are going to make these TikTok accounts. They're going to make Twitter accounts. They're going to post about how they want to be a UGC creator. They're posting about their journey. I mean, it's just a matter of time before these become ghost accounts. What makes, I think, really successful influencers and really successful UGC creators stand out is that they are there to serve. They are not there to be served, to reap the benefits. They are there to make an impact on behalf of a brand or to their audience that they've built as an influencer. And so those are the influencers that are always really successful because they do and UGC creators alike because they do Mm -hmm. research on audiences. They do research on personal branding if that's relevant. They do research into their brand clients that they work with. There's just so much that goes into it that Mm -hmm. really separates you from everybody else. And as a talent manager for influencers, if it was so easy, all of you would have a manager, all of you would be doing every, like, it's not easy for a reason because there's so many people sharing their results and their, Mm -hmm. you know, their amazing lives that they built. And that's really awesome. And congratulations to them, but that's only the destination. They are Mm -hmm. not showing their journey of getting there, which I'm sure was tough. Exactly. And then that goes into, you know, everything that it takes to be a successful UGC creator, the same Mm -hmm. with being a successful influencer. It's not just I posted a photo or a video and I became an influencer or the same with becoming a UGC creator. You have to understand so many different skill sets that truly go into creating this just like full circle of just like it all comes together. And I didn't start out this way. I started out in my career wanting to become a video editor for organic social and paid media ads, which slowly evolved to being more intrigued by creative strategy and script writing, which Mm -hmm. then evolved to, huh, I understand direct response best practices. I could probably combine my skills of videography, video editing, script writing, creative strategy, and understand how to communicate. Cause I also was a total drama nerd, middle school through high school. I I, I loved- There's a common thread, I swear to God, we're all theater kids. I don't know why we were let pass middle school, but- we're here. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's just combining all of these traits that I had been building over the years to being like, wait a second, I can formulate this and, and be an unstoppable force when it comes to offering conversions to my clients mm-hmm. and goes with influencers. Yeah, absolutely. So many things go into being a UGC creator. It's insane. But I wanted to, to talk about how people can work with you if they want to gain specific knowledge from you, because I know there's not really a lot of, as we've discussed, reliable people educating on this process or even, you know, hiring UGC creators within their campaigns. So if people wanted to work with you, how are they able to, if they are? Absolutely. So is this a question from the brand side or for someone who's starting their UGC journey? Preferably for somebody who's starting their UGC journey, because I'm sure there's you know, ways that you're able to get in touch with brands. But if it's a creator that has no idea, like where to go for coaching or just like knowledge and they don't know where to start. So definitely follow my TikTok account, which is UGC social. I 
made this account less than two months ago because I kept seeing people posting on TikTok and it was showing up on my For You page of essentially people leading with hype, misinformation, over-promising and under-delivering their audience of essentially like telling people what UGC is and how easy it is. So I made this TikTok account to help reset expectations and train the next wave of UGC creators that are looking to build a firm foundation and understand and learn essentially industry best practices um, and everything else under the sun when it comes to UGC and marketing. So that's free. I share, I, I'm really not gatekeeping. I just posted today explaining how UGC is just one form of social proof. And I broke down other forms of social proof that you could incorporate into your UGC concept, which essentially gives the potential customer one more reason as to why they should purchase this product from this brand. Mm -hmm. um, so I share a lot of industry knowledge for free. If you want to work directly with me privately, I do offer one-on-one -on -one coaching, which is the link in my bio on TikTok. It'll also be in the show notes of this episode. So definitely check that out. Perfect. And then on top of the one-on-one -on -one coaching, I also offer portfolio audits, which I know a lot of creators do this. What sets me apart when it comes to portfolio audits is I do this for a living. Like I work with my video editors. I work with my UGC creators where I will go through the, the revision process with them to essentially make the concept that the first draft came in as more direct response driven, which then mm -hmm. offers a better return on investment for the client, which is me in this case for the company I work for. And then outside of portfolio audits, I've come out with a Substack newsletter where I will share everything in real time about UGC and direct response marketing. There are so many nuances taking place like every single day that brands are leveraging that I think this newsletter is going to be super helpful. And then I'm the type of person who's like, well, what if I want all three? Like, do you offer a discount? Anyways, my Substack. if you go to it, there is a founding member option, which gives you 25% off the annual newsletter, 25% off a one-on-one -on -one call, and then 25% off a portfolio audit. So I at least put that option there just as, you know, kind of like a if you want all three, I'll give you a discount for it. And then I'm also offering 10% off for anyone who's listening to this podcast right now. Oh my God. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many ways to work with Kelly. And I think it's incredible that you're making this available despite having a full-time job and a really <laughs> successful part-time UGC business and also doing this. And, and most people in our industry, which is also why this podcast was started, are not really willing to educate because they're happy with where they are and they're not really concerned about creators on the internet trying to do the same thing. So it's amazing to see that you're providing accessible resources to help people develop their own careers as well. Oh yeah, of course. And I mean, honestly, um, from like a selfish standpoint, it's, you know, helping better the industry when it comes to the brand side, right. um, just because obviously if we have people who just heard about UGC on their TikTok for you page and are sending out 40 emails a day to e-commerce brands, um, I already get enough of those. That's incredibly frustrating. Please don't do that. But also from the giving back standpoint, again, I didn't have the means to go to college. And so being that I was able to find a back door on my own, like I really had a huge learning curve. It took me way longer than um, it can take other people. And that's why I'm sharing everything that I've learned along my journey to just help speed up that learning curve and just set people up for success. Um, so long as they're willing to build a firm foundation and really treat this like the professional career path that it is. 
Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this wealth of knowledge and check out any other resources in the description below or the show notes. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple to get in touch with Kelly and work with her one-on-one. I'm sure those spots are limited and they're going fast seeing by how many comments are on your TikTok requesting this. So definitely work with her if you want to become a successful UDC creator. Oh, thank you so much, Kate. You're awesome. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at KateMob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.